Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, bouncing into the meadows, Saturday night Greyhound Racing once again. But before we move forward, we must, must look back to a terrific night of Greyhound Racing from the MGRA last uh, Saturday night. Just going through uh, a few of those feature races, obviously the Australian Cup, one of the the real time-honoured feature races on the Australian Greyhound Racing calendar. And Fernando Mick... Um, this Greyhound, how do you how do you possibly put this into words? He's had 101 starts now, and there's no doubt he's won his biggest race at start number 101. It's an incredible training effort from Dave Gill, um, and just credit to the Greyhound. He's just an old warrior, um, and he just keeps on finding a way to win. And here's how he did it last week in the Oz Cup. Racing now, Landon Bale a bit awkward to go and out fast Fernando Mick from the outside and the old warrior's going to come across and lead from Captain Larry. Baby JC crashing into the rails, trying to get there now. They're followed by Mortified Landon Bale, well back to Victor Damien at the end, Indy Fido and last Lavaz Bale, but the old boy, the evergreen warrior Fernando Mick led by seven lengths to Baby JC and then Captain Larry, but it is all Fernando Mick. He is a mile in front of the Australian Cup and he's going to bolt it in. Fernando Mick won it by four, beating Baby JC, Victor Damien, flash time to run third, then Captain Larry, they were clear. Sections outstanding, five flat, uh, 1760, that's what he does, Fernando Mick. He set that up with just breathtaking speed, had it won by the first corner, and when there was that little pack when Baby JC went for the rail, um, that was the point that Fernando Mick uh, had raced home a winner, really, because he just set up such a an enormous break on them and, and such a well-deserved win in, in, a, in a massive feature race as well. So well done again. Paul Connell, the owner, David Gill, the trainer, they just just have done a, a wonderful job once again. What about Ariane Bale? They're racing and slow to go. Ariane Bale, Corborn Magic, and out fast from the middle, Golden Quest will cross and lead over Corder, who pushes off the rail to a nice second a length away, and Ariane Bale with clear air up to third, now leaders back. And then Mapunga Ruby, a break of three to Aston Velvet, Corborn Magic, well back to Golden ratio and last stagger out Lee so as they head to the city side Golden Quest led by a length and a half from quarter Ariane Bale starting to push home against the rail and she's now starting to really unleash the favourite then Corborn Magic well back to Mapunga Ruby stagger out Lee and last golden ratio but Ariane Bale storms to the lead sprints away and it's Ariane Bale to win the Fanta Bale in a romp Ariane Bale by seven well there's something she'd been promising for a long time Ariane Bale and for once I caught her on the right day. I thought it was the right race for her. She was drawn well enough. She could just drive through into a place and that's the way the race has played out. One on to, uh, to Beck and Dan Gibbons. Uh, Dan, a, a great uh, member of the podcast. He's part of the family on this podcast and they land their first Group 1 victory with a, a greyhound that's been threatening to do that for a long, long time. Well done to Ariane Bale and all concerned. Run of the week. Yeah, you're not hearing incorrectly. Run of the week is not either of the Group 1 wins. Um, even though I thought they were both enormous, obviously, Ariane Bale smashing. Fernando Mick absolutely breathtaking. I thought the Australian Cup consolation, the win of Kelsey Bale, was out of this world. She guns down Electrified, goes past Amron Boy the way she did. For mine, this was run of the night. 
in the Australian Cup consolation on Australian Cup night. Down the back, electrified the leader, led by three lengths to Amron Boy. Kelsey Bale loomed up to his outside as they turn, electrified in front. Kelsey Bale's eating into the margin, powers home and won it. Kelsey Bale enormous by a length electrified. Amron Boy a distant third and they were clear to a photo fourth. Saturday's preview. From last week now straight into this Saturday night at the Meadows, 12 races. No Corey Smith on the pod. We're going to chat with Mel Lithgow in just a moment. But uh, Corey Smith would say 12 races, 12 winners to be found. So let's have a look at trying to find a few of those. Race one, I'm with three. Tessa Nature, I thought was a really nice mate and winner at a big price uh, two starts ago down at Warnable, 25-23. Well above average. Looks to be a little bit hard to catch, but uh, first up in town, I'm willing to take the risk. The Dailies would have trolled her here uh, in the lead-up to her debut, and that's enough for mine. So I'm with uh, race one, number three. Race two, I'm with number two, uh, Chief Dribble. I just think he's got a, a little bit of X-factor, this boys, by Shimmer Shine, Slinky Yinky. Jimmy Shaw prepares for the Haynes family, and uh, I think he'll run well. Race two, number two. My best bet of the night, clearly best bet of the night, is race three, number three, Trending Yale. I think the one and two will lead. Uh, they'll set the tempo, and then Trending Yale will just tuck in behind and, and then be too strong from there. So I'm pretty keen uh, marking race three, number three, as my best bet of the night. I know I know she was beaten last time, but she bombed the start, did a bit wrong, and, and was still an eye-catching second at Sandown when I marked her one of the better bets on that occasion. But I think this is her race to bounce back into the winner's list, race three, number three. On then to race four, I'm with one lock bail, just drawn to jump and run from the inside. Should be very hard to beat. Race five, the City View Bistro final. I'm going two rhino bail on top. Race five, number two. Race six, good race. I'm with one cash it in. I think the draw brings her right into this. Um, I just can see a bit of pace from the likes of Quinlan Bale, who I thought his run was outstanding last week. I thought he was something beat in the last race on Cup Night, but I'm going cash it in on top number one. I just think from the inside, can Probably posse up maybe third or fourth through that first corner, hug the rail, and uh, three of her nine career wins have come from this draw. Race seven, Carrie Stun on. He's gone to the next level of late. Uh, he's in the care of Cole Brett, and I think from box one, he can do exactly what he did last week, just track the speed and prove too good at the end. So I'm with race seven, number one. Uh, race eight, back to 600, Golden Quest. Uh, you just... You just have to admire a greyhound like her. She's won $200,000 without really smashing up any big, you know, super big races. She's just so consistent, performs every week, and that's a credit to Michelle Malia, who's been able to keep this greyhound up for such a long time and and racing top end over this type of distance range. So I'm going to go with her. Race eight, number two, Golden Quest. Race nine, I like two graces shout. I think the speed maps into the race nicely. Race number 10, I'm going one, keep it black. Veteran campaigner, uh, good run at Warnable two starts ago, and another one that I think just speed maps nicely, uh, can jump and run, and, and clearly does his best racing from box number one. A, a career uh, winner of six races from box one out of 16 career wins, so it's a good little form line there. Um, on then to race number 11, thought this was a tricky race. I'm going to want a burger on top. Uh, went down to Launceston, had no luck down there. Back to Terrelgan, no luck last time. So you are taking a little bit of a risk. I think you'll drift price-wise, but he does his best racing here in Melbourne and in town. And race 12, I'm with number three, Gotham Baroness. Uh, I think she's a big, big chance, well-graded to this fifth grade. We're going to learn a little bit more about her chances with Mel Lithgow in just a moment, but I'm sticking with uh, Gotham Baroness in the last. Hunters, punting club. Well, for the punters punting club, uh, 
Jeez, I'm tempted to go 50 the nose on trending Yale. So tempted that I'll do that. Um, gamble responsibly, of course. Never gamble more than you can afford to lose. You can uh, search gambler's help if need be. Race three, number three, trending Yale. I'm going with my 50 on the nose of trending Yale. Inside Info. Let's talk Meadows, Saturday night, inside info time. And we love getting the better half of a relationship on the podcast, and that is exactly what we've done this week. Sean and Mel Lithgow, two very good trainers here in Victoria. And clearly, clearly we've got the better half on the pod. Mel Lithgow, welcome along. How are you? Good, thanks, James. How are you? Yeah, I'm going I'm going okay. Um, I, I was going pretty well a few weeks ago because I actually liked uh, Gotham Baroness when... Uh, when she burst home to win there at uh, Bendigo. And um, she's always been a, a greyhound that's showed a lot of ability. We're going to rip straight into the form with this greyhound. Um, I, I know you and Shawnee fairly well. There's a few reasons I wanted to chat you on this podcast. I'll start with Gotham Baroness. Um, I think she was injured heading into the Waterloo Cup for memory last year, and, and it's probably taken a while to get her back to her best. But you'd be fairly confident right now she's going very, very nicely indeed. Yeah, so she... Hurt herself back, I think it was about June or July last year. We got her back from that. Um, she broke down the week of the Waterloo Cup again. Um, thankfully, not as bad as what we thought. We thought we were heading for surgery um, on her wrist. But thankfully, um, it wasn't the wrist. I think it was a triangle at that point. Um, but it's taken us pretty much since June, July last year to get her back, back to her best. Um, had to slowly build her up and... This is their first run back at the Meadows since June, so we haven't even taken her back there to trial her. We're just throwing her straight in tomorrow night just to see how she goes. Well, she's always performed pretty well there. PB from Box 5, 30 and 21, but I called her on the comeback trail. Uh, it was Ballarat Oaks and Derby night, 3rd of Feb, four starts ago, exactly a month ago to the day that we record this chat, Mal, and I thought that was the moment that I think she announced that she's really coming back because she absolutely stormed home. If you haven't seen the replay, go to the Watchdog app. Have a look at that. I'm sure you saw it, Mal. Uh, that would have been a, a run. She was 50 to 1, beaten a half a length, and if it was 455 metres, she wins it by length. Yeah, definitely. That was um, a run where I think we looked at each other after that race and said, I think she's back. I think we've, <laughs> we've worked out what we need to do and we've got her back. So, um, the, unfortunately, the race, the run following that, we thought we had her in the ideal race at Bendigo and for the first time in her life, she missed the start. She went up with the lids and missed the start by a mile and just couldn't catch them. Um, following week, she did well. She came back and went back to Bendigo and, and won the race because she, she jumped had inside box and she jumped and off she went but yeah uh, that that Ballarat one run was just huge. Yeah, and then even last start, she goes to stand down, runs an eye-catching second. Look, I've I've tipped her on top. I think she speed maps into this race really nicely. I think the Reds got pace. Blue Tick May led all of the way to win it. Shep three starts ago. Um, Javiel Mack in, in box number two, when uh, when he gets the start right, he's got the speed. And I thought, if I were you, Mal, I'd be, I'd be pretty content if Gotham Baroness is travelling to that first corner and third leaders back. Yeah, definitely. I'm not, not so fussed if she's not leading as long as she's She's sitting up there and she's somewhere near the rail where she wants to be. I think she's got a really good chance of, of come storming home again. So time will tell. We'll just wait and see. Oh, she's $3.60 in the form guy, which I rate as a, as a pretty good price. Uh, how's uh, Shawnee Boy going? I haven't seen Shawnee for a while. Uh, firstly, how's he going? Secondly, how do, you, how do you find training a kennel of dogs with a great man? <laughs> <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing well. Uh, 
I, I don't think I can take a lot of training credit these days. Uh, I'm doing a lot of travel with work. So he's actually the stay-at-home dog dad doing all the dog work um, where possible, both just go to the track. But he's, in, in all fairness to him, he's doing the majority of the work at home. And I, I just get to jump out there and give him cuddles and uh, give him their dinner at night, take him for a swim and do, do the fun stuff. Well, I guess that's the key, isn't it? I, I've noticed even at the moment, um, I think the listeners of this podcast would know I've spoke about uh, my better half, how she's broken the bottom part of her leg and, and how it's, it's I guess, impacted me massively because you probably don't realise how much as a couple you, you sort of rely on each other and you just make things work and you have your own jobs that you do and, and at the end of the night, that's everything complete. But um, it, it can be hard when, uh, when one of them disappears for a while, put it that way. Yeah, well, I was just saying that to Sean this afternoon. I've got a trip booked to WA in a couple of weeks and said, oh, I'm going to have to put the call out to see if I can get you some help because it's, it's a lot of work. We've got about 20 dogs on the property. It's a lot of work to do on your own um, when you're used to having someone else here to help. So well, he gets you, through it. If you put that call out, Mal, and, and there's plenty of responses, send a few my way as well. I could do with a hand. <laughs> even even a hand to help edit the podcast wouldn't uh, wouldn't go astray. But um, the, the the next reason I got you on, um, I've been ripped into a little bit this week um, in regards to when I played footy for the amateurs down there at the Monash Griffins. And there's this little bit of uh, conjecture going around, a bit of chatter at the moment that um, potentially that massive mark that I think you were you were at the oval for that I took mark of the century they're calling it um, a, a few people believing it may well either be photoshopped or it may not be me at all and I thought I'd get you there Mel to come onto the podcast just to uh, to back up my story and to put some belief into it that it was actually me flying above the clouds that day look I'll be completely honest James I don't actually know if there was a photo taken at that exact moment you didn't take that mark uh, but I definitely saw it. You definitely got off the ground. That was definitely a good mark. There you go. I just don't know. I just don't know if there's photo evidence no. or video evidence of such a mark. I can confirm, <laughs> uh, and, and you should know that, uh, Mel, because it was you and Sean who actually sent me the game footage. Um, they, they had a video camera rolling oh, okay. throughout the day, so there is footage. Don't worry, I've I've got a hold of that disc and I've uh, I've put it up on my social medias. I reckon every day for the last five years. So I'm surprised you haven't seen it, but um, I'll be sure to tag you in that. But thanks for coming on, Mel, and, and not only <laughs> chatting Gotham Baroness, but Corey Smith, who's normally my co-host. Not not only does he not believe um, that that was me, I, th- I think he does believe. Him and Jason Bonington are a little bit unsure at the moment. But not only that, he's then taken this episode off um, when we need him most. So I-, I don't know what's happening with Corey Smith at the moment, but that's not a problem. Uh, what is not a problem is Gotham Baroness is going to win tomorrow night. And we wish you well with that. Race 12, box number three. And thanks for coming on uh, the podcast once again. Thanks, James. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Green Light On Premier Racing Podcast. It's been fun, as it always is. Uh, good luck, safe travelling, happy punning. Don't forget the Horsham Cup. We'll have a podcast out for that next week. Until then, it is safe travelling, and as always, happy punting.